This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Three, two, one. Hello, Murder Chronicles Nation, and welcome back to another bonus episode of the Murder Chronicles. My name is Brandon. I produce the show, and I am joined by the great Carolyn Osorio, who uh, none of us deserve, but yet we get her genius every week in a new episode. So we'll take what we can get. Hello, Carolyn. Wonderful to see you again. Hello, Brandon. Wonderful to see you you too. Um, Did you have a good week? Had a great week. Yeah. How about you? I mean, honestly, like, do we ever really say if we had a good week or not, when people ask you, do you have a good week? Do you ever really say, no, I had a shitty week, blah, 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 blah. like, you know? Okay, you that's probably, a great question. You probably would, but. It's a great question. And so it depends on my mood. If it's someone who I really don't give a shit about, like I'll be honest with them and say, no, my fucking week sucked, leave me alone, right? If it's someone that uh, that I care if they like me, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it all front and say, fucking awesome. I've never been better than I am right now. Okay, everything's so great. Okay, because right because hashtag, there's e- hashtag live life love. Yeah, because there's ego involved, and you know, and I, I want people to like me as much as the next person. Sometimes, I guess, um, but you know, generally, as I've gotten older, uh, the number of of like people that I spend significant amount of time with has shrunken significantly. Right, I have like like two like good friends. You know. Um, I have like three or four good like work friends and then my wife, my kids and my immediate, you know, like in-laws that live across the street. So, you know, those are all people to your, to your question that I'm hundred percent honest with. If I'm having a good week. I tell them if I'm a bad week. I think, you know, I, I just tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to know because I mean, do people really want to know? I mean, really they don't. I don't, don't want to. No, I don't. Right? I don't. And, and, you know, and you're right. And you're making me realize something that the listeners probably don't give a shit either. So it, it's really a placeholder question. Hey, did you have a good week? Yeah. It, you know, when I could have something actually better to ask. So I could say like, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> what, what would you rather I ask you instead? No, of I think it's a great, a great question. Mm-hmm. And people ask it all the time. And it's kind of like whether I'm always like, yeah. I had a great week. Yeah, well, where yeah. I grew up, it's you know the 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 shorthand version of it, or the more immediate version of it is, "How you doing? How you doing? Right? <laughs> How you doing? And, and, and no, and, and it's not what they mean. It's a greeting. It's like it's hello, right? How's it yeah, going? I mean, How that, you doing? Right? Yeah, that's how I take it. Like you really don't want to know. Yeah. So I'll what? just say, "How's it going?" I'll say, "How's it going?" From now on. All right, great. <laughs> Unless. It wasn't a criticism. It was more just like oh, a, yeah. like that that question. Like when it's a do big you, question. I know it is, and sometimes you really want to you you fall for it because somebody says it and they're like, "How how are you doing?" And you're like, blah, 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 right? And you tell yeah. them and you tell like they have they don't care at all how you're yeah. doing, right? So and also because we we too. talk during the week, it's not like we have radio silence from you know Monday to Monday. Like I talk to you. So yeah. I'll know if 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 things aren't going well. So it's more of a placeholder, and I, I should have a better. Uh, I should have a better. I'll I'll surprise you next week with a completely fucking random question. And will... I'm gonna put music to it, whatever it is. 
like your little music. You were probably so proud of yourself from last week. The sl- the, the the smooth jazz. Sound like I was like at the sands. <laughs> I was going. <laughs> Hit target achieved. It's like wow. Okay, that's what I was going for. I mean, I wanted to get people in the in the swinging kind of mood. You know, <laughs> yeah. This is a sex show. Welcome to Carolyn's Lounge. I know, I know. I was actually swingers going to, only. I listened to that like um, two days ago. I was on a jog, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing this tap, tap, tap. I'm like, "What? What is this? My internet going out?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh my!" I took everything I had not to like text you and just say like, "You know what?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna let him ruin my zen." I'm going and I'm going and I'm going, but I liked it. I, I you, got, you gotta listen, you know, you gotta keep it interesting where it's, it's a, a piece of entertainment that we're working on here. Um, speaking of, I got to ask you right off the bat. Okay. Do you believe in palm reading? Do you believe in fortune telling? Do you believe in crystal balls? Do you believe in, you know, uh, uh crossing over with john edwards like i can i can i can speak to the dead i can i'm I'm getting an h does anyone have an h relative like all of that stuff yeah um no but i will give a caveat i i know that other people believe that and so i would never say like disrespect them because there are people who actually really really believe that and so it's like who am I to say it's not true? But for me personally, I don't. But I will. I'll I say it. Ha- okay. I'll, dis- I know, I'll disrespect right. them. But I also, wait, I got a couple of other things. Um, I am weirdly superstitious and I don't, not like totally, but just like I won't walk under a ladder. Mm-hmm. I do knock on wood and I don't even realize I'm doing it. Like, I think it's just a growing up thing. I think my dad was probably super superstitious. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> And like, we've talked in the past about like back in the day, you know, people didn't from New York didn't even want to say cancer. Like you couldn't even talk about it. In some some cultures, it was a cultural thing. I don't know if it was a regional thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's, that's well, when I, yeah. So, so there is that and I, but it's, but it's not anything real or tangible. It's just kind of like, I know that it's not real, but I still do it anyway. Yeah. The the other thing is, is that my mom was duped by a palm reader. So <sighs> me, I really, even if I didn't feel that way as an adult, I remember as a child seeing it happen and feeling like this is really wrong. Like I got that on a really basic level. And um, so, yeah, so it's a complicated thing for me, but I do think that um, I still respect people's uh, opinions and beliefs to be Why? able to think Why? that way. Why? I see. I have too. I have too great a respect for the evolution of the human brain than to say I respect someone's ridiculous beliefs that they can, you know, tell the future. Okay, because I mean, I apply just a little bit of logic to it, right? If a woman or a man actually had the ability to accurately predict the future or can prove that they are having discussions with a dead person, okay. Mm-hmm. That means 
one with the dead person discussion, all right, that they've answered a question that has plagued humanity since we could have coherent thought, which is what happens when we die. It proves the existence of an afterlife. That person wouldn't be in a shitty storefront on a dirty boulevard in Seattle. That person would be having audiences with with world leaders and with the Pope, and it would lead the fucking news every night forever. Okay. And then if someone is able to predict the future accurately, again, you don't think that that would be like the news story of the century? Of course it would. It's all, it's a bunch of I bullshit. Mean, I just, I just look at it from a totally different perspective. I look at it from the, the perspective that people believe it and that the power of it and how like, wow, we still, we we feel like we've evolved and we really have it that people still believe. I mean, I was just talking to someone and they were talking about how they believe in um, elves. I mean, it was a totally <laughs> random conversation. And I was like, what? And I, I didn't say that though. Inside, I was like, I was listening to him and I was like, oh, okay. Asking a couple <laughs> more clarifying questions. But it was like in his mind, he really, I could tell he really believed it. And he was trusting me that that he told me that he believed in this. And so for me, it's kind of like, he's not hurting anybody. He has this belief. Who am I to say, you can't believe that way. So I don't- You're, you're I'm not, a logically, rationally thinking human that needs to let people know that who people who hang on to belief structures like that are holding the rest of us back. I, okay. You know, that's because that's the truth. But people like that are going to believe that no matter what you're, they're not going to, you're not going to be able to convince them. I could shame them into it. I think. Yes. I don't think that it's like, I I've, I've been around the block enough times. Like yeah, when so I, have I. I know. 20 so years I. old, 19 years old. I loved schooling people, you know, shredding guys down to the core, mm -hmm. like going to parties and just completely like, you know, and, and, I'd look at myself back then. It was like insecurity and like, why, why now I know, like, I don't have to, if they want to believe this, believe it. Nothing I say is going to change that belief mm -hmm. structure in a 20 minute conversation over cocktails. It's just mm -hmm. going to be to like fighting. Yeah. But, it's fun though. <clears throat> yeah. You <laughs> like that. There was a girl years ago. It's always a girl, always a girl with mm -hmm. me um, who gorgeous, a little older than me, right? Like super out of my league, but I kind of like hung around and, you know, cause we were like, our, our friend circles kind of overlapped. Right. And you I was driver, you were striving. <laughs> right. And, uh, and the only time I could get her attention was when I would like, let her tell me about the fairies that lived in the garden in her front yard. When we were like, we were wasted. <laughs> And it was like four in the morning, right? And, you know, crazy party was like winding down. And she would like confide in me. There are there are fairies that live in the flower garden. I'm like, oh, really? Cool. <laughs> I'll sit here. I'll let you, I'll, I'll listen to you say anything because I was so infatuated with her, right? Um, and that's what, uh, and that was the first time that I, I was like, after like 10 minutes, I went, she really fucking believes this. She's not like some some weirdo, you know, who's drunk and 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 high on stuff. She like actually thinks that fairies live here, and she's drunk enough to tell someone about it. <laughs> I know, that, and there's a lot of people who believe it who aren't drunk and still tell people. <laughs> and and you just can't. 
you cannot, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Just the other day, this guy was telling me this and he totally believed. I mean, I couldn't, yeah. I almost like, I need to record this so I can share this with someone because yeah. it was just the most bizarre conversation. And it's like, you know, there's things that we can't explain. Like a mother who's able to lift up her car to save her baby. That that sure. was something I heard like in the sure, that's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and that and that's, I don't I don't know whether or not that's true. Okay. I don't know what right. the I don't know what the circumstances are that 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 were surrounding that supposed, you know, superhuman feat of strength. Okay. But that that's different than like a friend of mine who is convinced and gives this person money because they can communicate with the dead. She because she goes, she told me about a brooch in the back of my grandmother's top drawer in her hope chest. I went, okay, what fucking boomer doesn't have a brooch in the top drawer of her fucking hope chest? I know, okay? but you know what? People want to have some kind of like if it gives them peace of mind. Yes. Okay. Why not let them have that? I agree. And I'm a student of Carl Sagan's teachings where he says, I would rather the harsh truth than a reassuring fable. Okay. I love Carl Sagan. I Me took too. an entire quarter Me too. At, at, in college and right. like saved those DVDs, like for my yes. firstborn, like I love yes. Carl Sagan. There's, there's, I, I just want to know what's true. And he, and he was a much classier guy than me. I admit it. Okay. And he wouldn't get into these low debates with a drunk girl about fairies in her garden. Right. He would wait. And he yeah, would apparently be... neither would you, because you were hoping to get laid. So That's we... true. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. I but I'm... Get your high horse down just a little bit. So Sagan waits till he gets a national audience and he's very eloquent and he's very respectful in I his can stuff. see it with that comb over right here. Yeah, like, of course. The guy was a stud. He was a stud, you know. And so that that I think he had it, he had it right on everything. Like I have, I don't find myself disagreeing with anything he ever said, except with um, how he was very. Uh, he wasn't very confrontational with dissenting opinions, right? He was like catch more flies with honey than with than with vinegar kind of guy and that that's just not my style but i i strive to be a little bit more like him and like my wife my wife is very accepting of other of other dissenting opinions and stuff and i'm not i have my bullshit meter just fucking goes off and i want to say what are you fucking moron like that's kind of where that's where i retreat to unfortunately and i'm, I'm trying to be better um but let's talk about this fucking gypsy scam woman let's go let's get into it <laughs> yeah you go because apparently it's hereditary. Yeah, all cards on the table. Uh, I have. Uh, Wait a second, let me pick my card. What card am I going to get? I yeah. have. I have Romani uh, ancestry going back like four or five generations. Um, uh, my great great, two greats. My great great grandfather was half. Uh, Romani gypsy. He was a, he wasn't a law abiding dude. Uh, his name was Mitro Takanich. And uh, the last known address before he got on the boat out of France was in uh, Austria. And apparently he walked across Europe, you know, grifting, I'm sure the whole way. Okay. And then got on the boat, came to the U S and, uh, and started over. And so um, that is on my my dad's side, uh, 
and it was you know discovered like five or six years ago, roughly around the same time that um, I found out I have a one of my best friends in the world is this kid Kevin Van Dorsler from Belgium, and he is a ninth generation Carney. Uh, yeah, like like legit Carneys, like going all the way back to like when the carnival went from town to town in like horses and buggies and would like set up and they each have- And how did he find this out? Is it just through like a, not DNA, but- Oh no, I mean, it's it's all written. It's all written. It's all like the history of his family is written going back before World War One, right? So they had this before it became popular to have it before they they were tracking his ancestry like a long time ago. Think of it like- like in in snatch, like the Pikes in snatch, right? How they were like a culture uh, uh, to themselves, right? The gypsies, like in 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 England, in 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 the UK, um, but in this in in the in the carnival culture, uh, it's it's hereditary, right? It's like that's what you do. That's that's it. That's it. Yeah. You you live in a fucking airstream, okay? And you go from town to town around in in the Netherlands. Right. And uh, and and that's what you do, you know, and his his thing now is like for a while, like his grandfather had the carousel, which was like a big a big deal. But then there was like some scandal and he got like demoted to like the fucking coin toss or whatever bullshit. Right. And Kevin's thing is uh, it's the little pellet gun and there's iPhones hanging from these strings. Right. And you just got to sit there and try and shoot the string out. And when, if you break the string, you get the thing. Right. Um, so, but then he made a big, a big stink in the carnival uh, when he left because he wanted to be an actor. That's how I met him. He came to LA and that's where we became friends. Um, and he was like disgraced his family and all that shit. And, and because he wanted something different and he was this magnificent actor, the stage guy, and he got all these touring shows and he was great. Um, but then he couldn't he couldn't resist the call and he went back and like and married another carney and and they have a little carnival kids and that's that's what he's doing and he's and he's super happy um but he he was the one who would he told him and he, this is coming from him it's not from me he would tell me that in terms of like the class structure and like say in in brussels or in or in ghent or, or in any of these big cities there in, in holland um in belgium excuse me in belgium um that the carnies are 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 considered to be like lower class in terms of acceptable in in like society, right? They're like looked down on. He says the only class that they look down on are the gypsy class, and so um, it's kind of universal with regard to the criminal element of the Romani culture that um, that they're that they're shunned and that they're looked upon as at the same time as untrustworthy except when it comes to elements of of the mystical or the unknown then for some reason they're granted a lot of respect like someone walking by a storefront with me like hey I'll read your palm come on give me give me twenty dollars no one's gonna care but you go to the, the the Romani woman with like the headband and the fucking beads and the flowing multicolored dresses they're like oh she knows shit she knows shit right and so they'll and so they'll pay up yeah. And I think that that's what what uh, Lady Monica clearly I don't know if she was wearing the garb that you just described but she was <laughs> able to pull in pull in people. Yeah. And that thing that's fascinating to me is that she did it more than once. 
Yeah. Over. Well, and they have shills too. It's it's really, if you get into it, it's really a criminal enterprise. Okay. They, they have hundred percent have shills. A buddy of mine from Jersey was living out in LA for a while and he started dating this woman. Um, <clears throat> and she got duped by a palm reader. Okay. And, and she totally bought into it. And she happened to have a husband who was this huge lawyer and was threatening this woman. And the woman cut a deal with her and said, all right, listen, you don't owe me the money that you owe me, but I need you to tell people how accurate I was with all of your readings and I'll cut you in. And she was like, fuck yeah. Okay. And so she but was just, supposed to tell? what? Who oh, all of her, all of her friends at like, at like parties and stuff. Right. She's oh. like, oh, my gosh, this woman was right about everything. She was right about my love life. She was right that I was going to lose weight. She was right that I should take this job. She was right that blah, 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 blah. people are like, oh, fuck, really? OK, I'm going to go see her. And so they have shills like fucking ever because word of mouth is is such is the best endorsement that you can get for something like that. You know, unless you're Dion Warwick with the fucking Psychic Friends Network. Oh, book, my gosh. Right? I just watched that documentary with her, with Dion <sighs> Warwick. You probably don't even know it's that. On it's on CNN, right? HBO. It's HBO. On HBO. HBO. But, yeah. I mean, she actually, it was kind of sad because, you know, she had such a huge historic career. And then I was like, oh, right. This is what happened in the <clears throat> 80s. Why did she do this? Yep. Right? I was like, why did she do this? And it was so fun going through her career and watching her get her due. And then like, oh, right. And then she was putting Snoop Dogg back in his place with his crew and like Snoop. I mean, I just freaking love Snoop Dogg. I literally just watched it. Like, my husband walked in and he's like, see ya. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's fucking great. He, he, has he ever been anything but Snoop Dogg? Like just authentic to the to the bone. You Couldn't give I, a shit. Yeah. I actually interviewed him and mm. just very briefly. It was at like a pot shop that came to my area. Yeah. And I just like I was writing for the Huffington Post and I just got in. And it was so freaking cool because we were standing there. And you know, when you meet, I haven't met tons of celebrities, but like you just don't know, you know, you don't know what to expect. Like they yeah. can be total assholes. Yeah. Snoop Dogg walked in and there was like two other women who were with different organizations. And we were all like, one, two, three, we're in a line. He comes in and he just walks right over to us, puts his arms around all of us. And he's like, shh, 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 whatever, you know? <laughs> and we're just like, yeah. And, and it was just like so natural and not creepy in any possible way. It was like- He brings the party. He brings the party, but he also had this like, this, like he's in the mother house, the woman house of like not being creepy and just being totally like, you can tell he just loves women, not just loving them just to love them physically, right. but also just respecting them and, yeah. and shines yeah. through. And it was like amazing. It was so cool. It was like one of the funnest like 10 minute interviews I've ever done. I love Snoop. I love Snoop. All right, we got to talk about this case a little bit. Um, okay. So uh, my first note that I have here. Uh, so the woman that you start off with is mm. it's not is kind of a red herring. It's not who really the show is about. What was her name? Sylvia Sutton. Sylvia Sutton. Okay. So Sylvia was the first one to go to this woman. She Well, Sylvia, not the first one, but in in the episode. Sylvia was the one that kind of was the the through line. She's the one that hooked up all these people. Right. And had she not been built out for, you know, one, a million, a million, dollars, a million plus. 1.5 or 1.3 million dollars. Yeah. Like she connected them to Patrick Fleming. 
right. she, like all that stuff. And then Gilda, the, you know, yep. wow, the God, assistant, whatever. Yeah. She just like her life story was exactly like Sylvia's, except for, you know, look what happened. You know, she right. totally ended up being, uh, you know, being a part of this. And she, I mean, it's just crazy the power that this woman had over them. We'll be back after a quick break. Right. So Charles was the cab driver, right? He was the cab driver. Yeah. That like was in love with her, was in love with Brenda. Right. Mm-hmm. And would do whatever. And and Cloyd had, a, had had some wonderful ways of describing him. Right. Just I had a dipshit. Right. I had to take a bunch of them out. <laughs> kind of a loser, right? Not the sharpest bulb on the porch. I like that one. Okay. Um, but I found I found Gilda kind of interesting. Is it like a little bit like Stockholm syndrome a little bit? Because he, he Yeah, because he mentioned the uh the other famous version of it. Uh, um, Patty, Patty Hearst. Hearst. The Patty Hearst, Hearst version of it. Yeah. 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 So she kind of really became a disciple, I guess, of Brenda's. And so there was this creepy little like threesome of of a crime triangle with Brenda yeah. at the tip of the spear and then she had her little henchman with Charles and with and with uh with Gilda um <clears throat> and so the more I hear about this 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 the late uh Mr. Fleming it, the the more it saddens me uh just because you know it reminds me of my dad my dad you know fought in Vietnam and uh and this guy was just and I'm so glad that my dad lives in our guest house now so he's because you know, when he said later on that that people were coming from somewhere to victimize the people in this old folks home, like that's that's legit and that's fucked up. Okay. Oh, and it totally is. Yeah. It really is because these people are 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 sometimes desperate. They're lonely for a friend, right? And they'll and and they'll they can get duped into stuff. Um, but you know, this guy with his coin collection, man. Listen, I'm a nerd. I'm an I was a numismatist for a while. I have a fucking badass coin collection. Right. And I'm, I, I used to be really proud of it. I would show people my wife would get all embarrassed. Right. Like no one even asked, but I would like, I would work it into conversations. Right. I'd like, I, I'd drop something. I'm like, oh, is that a new Virginia quarter? Hold on a second. <laughs> I admit it. I totally admit it. Right. So I would just picture this guy proud of his stuff, you know, and like war hero and, purple hearts and shit and he didn't fucking deserve this but then it gets to uh he had a girlfriend in the building but he was still married i know i took out the part where Clay was like he was a bit of a player because i was like i was trying to understand it i was trying to understand kind of like wait a second i thought he had a wife but then he's got this girlfriend and she was like 80 years old and apparently cloyd was saying yeah, and he had, you know, she thought he was going to propose to to her. Wow. So it was like he was like kind of, you know, he was having fun with his coin collection, and and I mean the the relationship that he had with his wife. It sounds like you know they just with the PTSD they just couldn't live together. So I mean, they're just he's doing his thing, and I too felt like when the wife said, why don't you put these in, in a, in a vault or something at the bank? And it's like, of course, he's not going to want to do that because he wants to show people. He wants to bring them them into his home and like display them and, and, and and show who he is and what he's interested in. And, you know, and, and it's probably a way to like work his medals in there a little bit. Like, you know, here's some coins here. My two purple heart, purple hearts, there's a bronze star. Like, Oh, 
it's he's proud of it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Proud of it. As, as well, he should be. Of course. And you know course. that Brenda is sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. She's adding up. She she's she's dollar signs. Yeah. 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 I didn't pick up on that, but maybe it was like her high pitched voice and she was so, so are we gonna call her Brenda or Lady Monica? Um, well late you wanna do Lady Monica? Yeah, because I just don't I I just want people to understand because I, I was a, I just want to make sure Lady Monica was her stage name. Brenda's Lady her Monica. real Brenda's right. her real name. Brenda's okay. her real name, yeah. Brenda's her real name. Okay. Um what was what was disturbing, I guess, is the word to think about, was the what you described as a blitz attack. Okay. Yeah. When they mm-hmm. knock on the door. It's like home invasion. Yeah. And they just came out fucking all stabby, like right away. Absolutely. Right? I know. In the um, weird costumes, like what was that about? It's such a gypsy thing. Like, you look totally normal. <laughs> no, because because to 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 Lady Monica. You know, I imagined these three people who all were dressed like Lady Monica because it was her idea. Okay, so she probably picked out the the costumes, right? And they did whatever she said. And they did what she said. It reminded me. Bring kitchen knives. Yeah, the remember the the um the episode with the terror at the farmhouse. Yeah. Where these people could have walked away, and yet there were no chains binding them. Yeah. Know, to to that house and the mind control, the coercive control yeah. that she could get these people to commit this crime. And then at the, you know, Cloyd said, and of course, after they left, she got all the money. I yep, mean, they like, didn't get any of it. They didn't get any of it. Yep, they didn't get any of it. Interesting that I uh, that I thought uh, I'd hope that you'd hung more of a lantern on in this one was uh, how close the girlfriend was to being a victim. Because if she'd been there, they would have killed her too. They didn't give a shit. And she was there just like a few minutes before they all got there because she came back to get her orange juice. Okay. That's like that. That's got to be scary for her, you know, because it wasn't long after she left that this attack happened, you know? So that, that would, I don't know. It's a really great question. It's like, would she have, she was so obsessed with those coins would she have, was she waiting for the, the woman to leave? I mean, cause they right. didn't it doesn't, wait. It doesn't sound like it, but yeah, it maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what would she have been? I mean, it seems totally bizarre to me because she got over a million dollars twice and not killing anyone and yeah. 60,000 and that's retail. And then you're pawning it. So 30,000 yeah. and it's like, what? It just, it just doesn't. Any mark, any mark, but it's. And, and the next thing that made me sad was when he, when Mr. Fleming said that he's uh, why he didn't have his coins, on, you know, locked up somewhere. He said that he's he would snap and he's willing to fight for them. God, and he did. Fuck, he did. Um, and that the building wasn't really secured, so any of these predators could come in there and 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 just knock on an old person's door. That's mm-hmm. that that makes me that makes me scared for the, the the elderly community, which we're about to have the largest elderly community in the history of our country was the baby boomers are there now, you know? Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is, that's going to, that's going to be a big problem for scam artists. And they have a lot of resources. Tons, tons know? of resources. Fuck. Um, 
Uh, I was. I wanted you also to uh, to freak out about maybe get a picture of a cigarette butt again because I know you freaked out last time. <laughs> and when the cigarette butt comes up, you're like, "Oh my god, I want to see the picture." But uh, I was like, I was so impressed with the restraint that they were able to oh, sit out yeah. there and like, you know what I mean? Like that's what I was. This guy Cloyd is no. This guy Cloyd is is, is no slouch. He was like, first of all, he says whatever the fuck he wants. Good for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and he knows how to do his job. You mm-hmm. know, and he and he's, you know, when you say like you don't rush, he goes, no, inexperienced people would. Right? Like pff, those dicks might rush into it and fuck everything up. Not this guy. I take my time and I fucking do it right and I get who I'm after. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a I pff, awesome. Good for you. You know what I thought was gonna get you going is the 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 weakest link and then exploiting that i mean i think i I felt like the secret sauce like he was letting us get like opening the crypt it's like yeah i have it on my list that uh charles just folded up he just fucking he just gave everything up like in a second right first he was just talking and they let him go right Mm -hmm. they let him go and i'm i'm yelling at the at the at the computer i'm going Get, I mean, the, the cheek swab, he's the guy. I was, mm-hmm. uh, there was one way that, that this was edited where it makes Cloyd look a little dumb and he's not, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, here's this guy. He obviously knows Brenda, you know, Lady Monica, and he knows Gilda and all that, but we did, couldn't know who the third blood said. Who, who's the person? Who's the guy? I'm like, it's Charles. It's the dipshit. But here's the thing I totally love that about him because. <clears throat> He didn't like hide behind it. Like he was like, yeah, I thought there's no way this guy could do it. (laughs) Even with all my experience, like no way. And he's still saying that all these years later. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I I let him go. But he did the due diligence by doing the cheek swab just to be sure. Right. And And then then and and then it's a match. Okay. (laughs) And and he's like, holy shit, this fucking guy. (laughs) Right. I got to go get him. Um, but it just goes to show how you have a seasoned detective with like 30, I think at this point in his career, yeah. over 30 years as a detective, and yeah. he still doesn't get it right every time. You know, when right. you read yeah. people and you, and he read this guy wrong and he's the first one to say, I effed up. And then when you asked him about like, you know, what this guy's deal was, and uh, and he goes, uh, he's just stupid. <laughs> I went, wow, yeah, okay, it's fucking super honest, right? You know what and- I thought it was like when he's like, "What were you in love with her?" And then the guy's like, "I think so." And he's like, "Oh feeling- my god, I have feelings for her. I have feelings for her." He goes, "Okay, well, listen, you're gonna go down for all of it." He goes, "All right, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to tell you?" <laughs> yeah. I got super stabby on this old guy for his coins because the girl I like wanted his stuff. Wow. I mean, I mean, he's not wrong. Cloyd isn't wrong. No, and not at all. Like why, why? But again, it's that coercive control. Like she yeah. knew how to play people. And like, if they sat on a, at a restaurant together, he had to sit at a different, a different seat. You know, they yeah. couldn't, I mean, it seems like there's this like, such Second a power class. trip. Yeah. Totally. Like yeah. weird going going on. And you had a great question that that I hadn't thought of when you asked um 
is it it wasn't her mo to to murder right like how would did you not expect that of her like it wasn't did she have other murders in the past do you think whatever and he was like no you know it just got to a point where she was desperate she'd had over two million dollars in scams in the recent past and all of that shit about paying for mother-in-law's doctor bills bullshit no she was going to vegas and buying like bling bags and shit for her right she wasn't like can you imagine blowing a million and a half dollars in in like a year i mean vegas and you're sleeping you're sleeping on the on a mat on the floor in upstairs in your palm reading business and you're going i'm not judging i'm just saying it's like a million and a half dollars is a lot of money it's a ton of money it's a ton of money i could retire on that probably you know i mean it's a lot of money yeah yeah I know, I know. And gone. Gone. Yeah. And then kill a guy over what wound up being 30 grand. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't. I know. I've got a, oh, this is a funny note. Then I really don't need to hear Cloyd affecting a female Latina accent anymore in my life. Uh, but, (laughs) But then. What was, oh gosh, just disturbing when he says people don't realize how hard it is to stab somebody. I know, right? Yeah. And that's how you know that it's a confession that is real, that he's like, I, we kept couldn't trying. The, couldn't get the knife into the neck. Had to go over and over again. And he's yeah. like, that's how it is in real life. And you're like, but it's not like that in the movies. It just seems they just stab in the movies. And he's like, that's not how it is. One more time. What was I like? <laughs> just in the movies, it just seems so easy to stab somebody. Um, but yeah, I guess if you think about it, you know, uh, it's probably be a little bit more difficult. Um, and then, uh, well, and so, again, how sharp are the knives that you're getting at Goodwill? I mean, yeah, it's not like they're right. like how sharp as anything you're getting at Goodwill. <laughs> um, but and then I think my favorite part of the episode was kind of glossed over relatively quickly um i love when stupid criminals get themselves caught and they don't realize it right where she was mad that he wasn't stabbing enough so brenda cut him brenda cut fucking charles <laughs> and his and his blood trail led led to their led to their demise led to them getting I captured mean- I mean, they, she probably treated him like a dog. Is it any surprise that she would cut him to just bring him, cut him down to size? Right. Like, You're not stabby enough. <laughs> Take that, dickhead. Stab him more. And, there's and more where that came from. Yeah. The ultimate irony is that, as Cloyd said, it's what did both of them in. That's what did him in. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part of that. I love that part. Um, and then, and then the, it, it took an interesting. Um, uh, turn the episode took an interesting turn with I think was the the f- the finest vocal recording that I've heard in years with this wonderfully voiced man. I know, isn't it's incredible? I, I just want to listen to him talk about stuff. Um, he's quoting F. Scott Fitzgerald. I'm like, who is this fucking guy? I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a writer. He's like written like four books and was like, yeah, he's he's the real. Or his books on tape because I'll listen to them. Um, I, 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 I don't and, know. He does have a great voice. And he was really, really interesting um, with his kind of analytical mind and and how he was 
very clear by saying that it's it's not cultural or racial generational crime is is specific to families right there's it's something within a family structure that is just a repeated kind of thing right like crime is is just died in the wall in some mm-hmm. families um and uh i like that he said that um it's not out of the ordinary for a prosecutor to get threatened by someone who's going to jail, but it's the only time that a curse <laughs> was laid upon a deputy prosecutor by Lady Monica. Yeah. I mean, I think that he wasn't saying it specific to Lady Monica, but it was with the a family, you know, of Roma. Oh, and- sorry, a gypsy family. And, and he... Like I, I loved I loved what he said about the power, the power that you give. You know, like this the person that they laid this curse on didn't believe in it, so it had no power. Of course. If you give it the power, that's when it becomes a problem. Psychosomatic. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think that that's where, you know, yeah, I mean, palm reading could be fun. It could be like, you know, totally just a fun thing to do. And, you know, well, let's go have fun doing this at a fair. But if you really believe and someone says, I mean, if someone says you have gray aura, I mean, that could be really scary if you really believed. And they said it in a way that, you know, you believed it. And she was really persuasive. There's a bar on the corner of Laurel Canyon and Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. Okay. And Caddy Corner across the street is this like little strip mall. And I was there, gosh, I was maybe 20, 21 years old. And there was a, a fortune teller set up there, a guy. Not gypsy at all. He looked like your fucking accountant. He had like a mustache, right? He was wearing like a polo shirt. He had a little card table, okay? But his rep was that he was like legit and that apparently the day that John Lennon died, he told Yoko Ono that John's going on a trip, okay? And so that made him like, everyone's like, he knows shit, whatever, right? Turned out he didn't know shit. And it was all, you know, he was full of it. But that was my first time where I kind of, because again, I was with a girl and she was like, I bet this guy's real and let's go. I'm like, I'm not giving him fucking $40 that I don't have. (laughs) So he could, so he could tell your fortune for like, and not have like, he didn't have an act. Did you you gave her the you gave the forty bucks? No, I didn't. I didn't. He didn't have an act. That's what. That's why I didn't believe it. Like you, meaning like. He didn't have a crystal ball. He didn't have tarot cards. He didn't do a palm read. He would just sit there and like look at you and ask you a couple of questions. And I was I was with it enough to understand that the questions that he asked were like a carnival trick. Okay, like the vanishing negative that he would ask, like say things like, do you not believe in whatever? Like, how do you answer that? Anything positive or negative could be manipulated as 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 agreeing with him right saying do you not this do you not that right so all of these little kind of carnival tricks i was because he was like performing it was like performance art for this guy like people were waiting in line and you could sit there and listen to him um so anyway uh well, but so I, I, for you. I have a question for you yeah. what what do you fall for is there something i mean other than it, it sounds like is there something that you've ever fallen for oh yeah yeah you said Anne rand Oh, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Well, I mean, it's not like you're immune to this. You're just no, immune to this I, specific thing. But I, you lost, I lost, a, I lost a hundred bucks playing three card Monty in, in Chinatown when I was 15. Okay. So that happens. Okay. Uh, 
I was sold a fake pair of Jordan ones, like in my thirties. Okay. So I fell for that. Um, what else? But I'm talking uh, about changing your belief system with something when you get in, cause see these people don't work on you because you don't believe in it and you, you think it's a scam, but there are things where it's like, they're speaking your language and they, and you fall for whatever it is. Is there anything that you have? No, but I, 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 I want to, I, I, it's, I have a hard time when people say, I have a hard time saying I don't believe in it. Right. Because then someone would then say, well, then what do you believe in? Okay. And, and there isn't a foil for the, not believing in pseudoscience doesn't have to be buttressed by a belief in something else. Okay. Because someone would say, oh, you don't believe in this, but you believe in science that requires faith too. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't believe in science. I've been exposed to science. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see that it's, it's valid. Okay. Like I see that. Um, so because of you know the scientific method and 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 double blind testing and 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 like all of all of that stuff that I don't have to get into right um the science that the merits of science but there are, are there things that that challenge my belief system there are there are things that I've fallen for in the past that I've that I've grown out of I, I just think that it this doesn't appeal to you but there are it's a human kind of nature thing when there's a really charismatic person and they can change your viewpoint we've seen it happen time and time and time again you would never fall for this thing just like patrick fleming would never have done it and that's why she knew she wasn't even going to try she right. knew that he would never he would never fall for this right so i just think that for me the interesting part is is that you know how we can be duped into something i mean this woman was a retired school teacher had earned, had saved one and a half million dollars. I mean, had a good head on her shoulders. She was vulnerable. She was vulnerable. She vulnerable. Was mourning right. the loss of someone. So I'm not saying that that I'm that I'm immune to this. I haven't been in that desperate of a situation emotionally. I haven't. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And that's what the that that that's the that's the absurd kind of lack of empathy and lack of humanity in these people is that that's who they go after. Exactly. Right. They go after the weakest among us at their weakest moments. You know, I know. And that's what's so insidious about it. And that's why I wanted to end the show with that. Like Cloyd's words, like, hey, it doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. Just if you find yourself in a vulnerable situation, just be careful who you share your your heart with. You know, be careful who you share your financial life. information with. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean, that's that too. that's the, that's the fucking thing. But right it there. starts with the heart. It starts yeah. with the heart. It does. It starts with understanding. Like, I know what you're going through, but here's what everybody, all of these victims, it's not understanding that gets them victimized. Okay. Understanding lets the predator get close to them. It's, and I have a solution is right. what makes them yes. victimized. Right. Yes. It's like the cult formula. Yep. It's like, let me, you know, break you down, but I have the, I'm going to fix it. I can it. fix it. I can fix it. Not yes. only do I know what you're going through, empathy, but I can fix it. Solution. Fuck yeah. Sign me up. Right. Like that's that's the formula. You know, let's start a cult, me and you. Okay. Oh, man, we just I figured could, it out. We cracked it. We, I know. We would be pretty scary. I could just picture it. Jesus. Oh. I think that would be great. Well, um, um, my last thing is I have uh 
Wait a minute. Generational crime. Oh, the numbers that 16% of, of, of Americans believe in curses uh, and all the percentages of other shit that makes me really, really scared. Uh, and it reminded me of <clears throat> the great Aaron Sorkin show uh, newsroom. I don't know if you watched. Oh my it. gosh, I love that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So that opening monologue that opened the whole show, like why America isn't great, when he says we're fifth in this and we're nineteenth in this and we're thirtieth in this and da 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 da, and he says America leads the world in only three categories. Do you remember what the three categories were? No, no, All I right. don't. It's um, incarcerated adults per capita, percentage, born. <laughs> The percentage of people who think that angels are real mm -hmm. and defense spending. Oh my gosh. Those are the only three things. And so that, that middle one, people who think angels are real, that's, that's a line in a line with what we're talking about here. Right. The people that believe in curses, the people that believe that, that there are certain people who have the gift of the being mediums that they can talk to people on the other side, fucking bullshit. Right. Or, you know, palm reading or fortune telling or all that. It's, all it's all the same i can read your aura what are we fucking five years old i mean come on oh you're a fortune teller okay i'm a helicopter i can and play the game too people but people believe it brandon you, yeah you and i i know that, that i i mean i don't know why you're surprised by this i'm surprised by it because we all have the same brain but we but don't we have so many different experiences but we all have and the ability to reason that's what we all have, the ability to reason. What is more likely, okay, that there are only certain people that can communicate with the dead and that when they do, for some reason, dead grandma likes to speak in fucking riddles. Okay? But it's a cultural thing. It's like your carny friend. Like he was out and then he's like, hey, I want to go back and I'm happy. And who, you know, who, who, who are we to say that's not the right choice for him? But that's like, that's different than than <laughs> passing down generation to generation that paranormal shit is legit. That's different. I mean, that's like a whole nother. I no, mean, because that holds us back as a species. That holds us back. But it's not going to change. I think it. I think it will. I bet these percentages were a lot more a hundred years ago. I bet it was a hell of a lot more than sixteen percent of people who believed in curses a hundred years ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. We'll I think, see. Yeah, I think it's bad. The, the, the percentage of Americans who are atheists has been growing every year. I mean, you have to understand, like, human nature. It's like there's reasons why they want to manipulate people. Look at Fear. the, the same Fear of the unknown. Trial. They Fear wanted the unknown. to burn, yeah. burn women because they were like, hey, I want to be my own person. Exactly. Oh, the witch, let's torture up. Hey, I want to, like, do herbal medicine. I mean, it's just like, you know, yeah. there, there, there's more here than just people, like, having intelligence that's manipulation and a lot of it is fear having their own agendas yes a lot of it is fear fear of the unknown fear of death is what religion is all about okay fear 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 okay fear that the future isn't going to be what i want it to be so i'm going to pay someone money who's going to tell me what i want to hear okay that's fortune telling okay or palm reading or any or tarot cards or all of that shit. And, you know, and we'll do the ultimate game. Like we'll give you some bad things that are going to happen, but if you do this, it'll get better. But I'm the one who will tell you what to do to avoid this terrible fate. So keep paying me. It's all scam. I know, but, but some people want to be told what to do. Yeah, sure. hundred percent. Somebody 
who's like a guiding, you know, a matriarch, patriarch telling them, this is what's going to help you. This is, it's like a mentor that, you know, is like, I have the way. Of course people want it, which is why in Los Angeles, I can drive six blocks in every direction and find four Lady Monicas in, in, in 10 minutes, in fucking 10 minutes. I know. And that's why I wanted to say that. Yep. Like left, yep. leaving with the stats because there's yep. a lot of people that, you know, this is, this is a part of their life and, you know, <sighs> you get caught up with, you know, you can have the guy with the polo shirt and the tent, but. <laughs> right. You know, right. last thing, what do you think of my haircut? First haircut in two years. What do you think? I think it's, I'm so like not used to the non baseball cap backwards. Yep. Um, I cut the beard off and the hair's gone. You look, how do you feel about it? I feel great because my wife likes me again. <laughs> I think it looks great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Very I mean, much. I mean, it's like the college, like frat kind of like off campus. I'm going to be 50 next week. What are you talking about, college? I'm saying your vibe that you were, you were like working before. Oh, gotcha. Like, like hacky sack in the quad kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> with your baseball cap backwards and your sweatshirt yeah that's what you were going yeah, for and the big like, beard and the long hair yeah, look yeah, yeah. Like, you look like an adult like i you know, oh yeah look like i'm grown like up college now, right? professor. yeah I'm grown up that's what i'm going for there you go so you're happy with it i am i Good. am i'm happy with it uh, primarily because because my wife you know is cuddling with me again in bed so which is nice you know what? That's worth a, a million bucks. So. Absolutely. It absolutely yeah, my, my husband just wore a purple shirt that I got for him. And he was like, saw it and was like, no way. I'm like, it's spring. It's, it was not really spring, but. Yeah, it's going to be cold. It. It's going to be cold. You put it on. Well, thank you again uh, for the rousing conversation about, you know, the mysteries of the beyond and the paranormal and the scams of tarot card readers and fortune tellers uh that was a fun episode i mean listen i couched that and saying that there is that a, a really wonderful man and american war hero was senselessly murdered over fucking coins and that that just fucking burns my ass um and i'm so glad that the people responsible are rotting in jail uh but at the same time we got to we were able to kind of investigate at least in my kind of caveman kind of way uh you know the the Kind of trickery and the and the scamming nature of the gypsy culture, the 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 criminal class of of the the, the proud Romani ethnicity, uh, I should say, um, that uh, that just really really bothers me that people still fall for it. But you know, like you said, there's always going to be there's always going to be marks out there, and as long as there's marks, there's going to be people trying to take them down. Yeah, well said. What can you do? What can you do? So what do we got coming up? I've got uh, a couple of things in the hopper and you'll just have to wait and see. As always, uh, please consider supporting the great companies that support our show. Um, and Carolyn, again, it was great spending time with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brandon. And thank you. And what about rating, subscribing, a review? Please. Awesome. Please. That would be great if you're enjoying the show. Take a couple of seconds and go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star, maybe review. Uh, tell me what I got wrong, because I'm sure there was a lot of it. And uh, we look forward to uh, catching up with everybody next week. Thank you. Have a good week, Carolyn.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.